0: It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson.
1: Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal.
0: The most important story.
1: The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care.
0: And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead.
1: Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting
0: issues. As right versus wrong, instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome America, to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. We have a terrific show planned for you today. We're going to be going through some headlines, talk to some a uh, couple of really great people, and uh, just have a conversation about important things that are going on out there, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for the emails that you're sending in to me. I am going to get caught up on all those this weekend. Keep those cards and letters coming. And I greatly appreciate that and love hearing from you. So my website is americhicks.com. And sign up for our weekly uh, newsletter. We'll keep you apprised of upcoming guests, topics, and events. And want to say thank you, Dave. Thank you for these last eight days for filling in for Steve while he's been on vacation?
2: Well, you couldn't do it without me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad <laughs> I, I, to be here. <laughs> I
1: couldn't do it without you, that's for sure. So I really greatly appreciate it because you've got little kids. You I know.
2: do, and I've been missing breakfast time with them, but uh, that's okay. I've been getting uh, home earlier. so it's Okay,
1: nice. that's good. Well, I greatly appreciate it. And, and thank you to Steve. I hope he's having a great time on his vacation. He'll be back next week. And uh, thank you to Zach and Patty and Keith for all you do to keep this train on the track. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, We are going to talk with Nina Robbins uh, in the second segment. She's a friend of mine, and she is one of the organizers of the Sedalia Museum Organic Plant Sale out in Sedalia. And they have over 3,500 plants, tomato plants, that they have been nurturing volunteers throughout the the winter. And it is just such a taste of Americana to to get out there to Sedalia. So she'll be calling in in the second segment. The third and fourth segment, we'll be talking with a licensed professional counselor. He's been in the business for 23 years, and that's Jim Lewis regarding mental health. Uh, we talk so much about mental health here in America with you know, school shootings and, and just all, all kinds of things that are going on. And so we're going to talk to him about mental health. Uh, before we do that, though, Memorial Day is Monday, and we have planned an amazing show for you. Uh, Orson Swindoll, you heard him earlier this week, we, t- we were talking about issues facing America. But he was uh, a Marine um, fighter pilot, and he was shot down over North Vietnam. And he was a prisoner of war for uh, six years and four months. And let's just put this in perspective. When he left... His his little son was four years old when he returned. His son was eleven years old. He lost that whole childhood, uh, that component of his his son's childhood. And I think that uh, we sometimes forget just what our military men and women, the soldiers, have, uh, have done to make sure that we have freedom. And my friends, we are in a great battle of ideas in America today. As Ronald Reagan said, freedom is uh, um, never more than one generation, or loss of freedom is never more than one generation away. We have to fight for it every generation. And what we have right now in front of us is a battle of ideas. And that is why we do this show. Is uh, hopefully we are bringing things forward, talking about them as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, so that you can arm yourself with ideas and talk with your friends, your family, your colleagues, uh, your, your children. The kids are going to be coming back home from college this summer, and you've got your work to do as parents and grandparents and, and uh, um, friends and family to talk, to probably walk back a bunch of indoctrination that's been occurring. And so you need to make sure that you are armed in this battle of ideas, and we have a responsibility to do this. And the reason we have this responsibility is because, yes, there have been people before us that have engaged in this battle of ideas, but they have also done this with blood and treasure. And so for Memorial Day, it's it's a lot more than mattress sales and car sales. It is a time for us to stop. And reflect. And I just want to let you know, as uh, three years ago, 2016, I had the great honor to go to Normandy with a team that took four D-Day veterans. And Joe Shida and Frank DeVita were both on the landing craft uh, uh, first wave of Omaha Beach. And uh, my understanding is is the first, you know, 10 minutes or whatever of Saving Private Ryan is pretty close to just how awful it was. And I was standing behind them as they were looking out onto the channel there at Omaha Beach. And very quietly, one said to the other, he said, do you remember the first day the water was red? It wasn't until the third day the water was was pink. And my friends, that is the blood and treasure of people that went to stand against tyranny. Because we realize just how important it is to be free people. So I encourage you, you know, certainly you'll be with friends and family this weekend, but to stop and pause and just uh, kind of, you know, just just take a moment for these um, amazing people that actually uh, gave their, their blood and treasure for us. So on that, um, you know, another thing with our Stand for Colorado rally, I really realized that the overlying theme, particularly what we've seen here in Colorado, is freedom versus force. And socialism is force. Communism is force. And it is never compassionate to take, some, somebody, uh, take away somebody's choice. Now, we're going to start to have a big conversation regarding abortion and choice, and, and that is uh, on the forefront. And I would submit to you that that abortion takes away the choice of the baby to live. But otherwise, on, and maybe not otherwise isn't the right word to, to say, but, but we stand on the side of freedom, and that freedom is the freedom for life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And we are Americans, and we need to make sure that we we push that forward. So socialism is force, and it's not compassionate to take away uh, somebody else's choice or somebody else's freedom. Uh, Let's see. Inspiration for today. That is uh, Winston Churchill. He was the British prime minister during World War II. He says, it is a mistake to look too far ahead. Only one link of the chain of destiny can be handled at a time. So, again, it is a mistake to look too far ahead. Only one link of the chain of destiny can be handled at a time. That's Winston Churchill. In today's funnies, this is a courtesy of Christy Whaley. Uh, this is a quote by Oscar Wilde. He was an Irish poet and playwright who was London's most popular playwright in the 1890s. And his quote was, Some cause happiness wherever they go. Others, whenever they go. Okay, let's jump into some headlines. First of all, this came across the wire early this morning. And British Prime Minister Theresa May has announced that she will step down. And this is over Brexit. Uh, Theresa May is a globalist. And the people of Britain voted for Brexit, for Britain to leave the European Union. They realized that they've been losing their British identity and sovereignty uh, to the European Union. And so they voted to exit that. Theresa May has been twisting in the wind as she has tried to delay Brexit and marginalize this Brexit vote, and now she is stepping down. And I've had Nigel Farage on uh, several times on the show. He is really the brains behind Brexit, and he was also uh, a a Trump supporter early on as well. And I find, at least in this particular point, right today, is Brexit is going to stand The, the globalist that was trying to continue to marginalize it has stepped down trump who again is talking about american sovereignty he's under attack he's been under attack for three years but he is still at this point president of the united states and i think he will continue to do that and one of the reasons that we are seeing and hearing this clamoring for impeachment is because he is working so hard and getting things done for the American people. Which goes to the next headline that came uh, across the wire again early this morning. It says, President Trump is expected to release an executive order as early as next week, this is from the Wall Street Journal, both of these were, uh, to mandate the disclosure of prices in the healthcare industry. I want to say, duh, Jill Vecchio has been calling for this for five, six years. Uh, And this is according to people familiar with the discussion. The order could direct federal agencies to pursue actions to force a host of players in the industry to divulge cost data, the people said. The administration is also looking at using agencies such as the Justice Department to tackle regional monopolies of hospitals and health insurance plans over concerns they are driving up the cost of care, according to two people familiar with the discussions. The White House declined to comment on its plans. Dave, if this happens, this is huge.
2: It's a big deal. I like it.
1: <laughs> it's a very, very big deal. And let's see, where am I? Okay, I'm going to go. Colorado,
2: just the thing, too, where uh, there's a cap on the amount of that they can charge for insulin that just passed.
1: Now, okay, there's a difference between free, uh, uh, using the free market to actually address these things or what we're seeing in Colorado, which is now being uh, Colorado's now in the control of radical activists, is uh, once you start to use government force, I would See, venture Normally, to say, I'd agree
2: with you. But I think that especially with something like insulin, that's not changing. It's not developing further. And they just keep raising the prices, raising the price, raising the price. People are literally dying because they can't afford it. Uh, but, and so I think that a cap, some sort of regulation. I understand some sort of regulations are always helpful, but this is the first time I think we've disagreed.
1: I, you know, what we're going to have to disagree on this, and that's okay, uh, because once government gets involved, whenever government gets involved, ultimately it sounds like a good idea. But what happens? And, and government has been involved in the pricing of all these these drugs over all these years, so they've been involved. How about let's use, you know, start to free the market up more on this. Because typically when government gets involved, your supplies go down. The price goes up. And the up. price goes up. Right. So if they're going to cap the price, I think we'll start to see the supply go down. And so, you know, let's figure out a free market way to address this versus that. And, you know, Dave, the other thing is is what we see with these, these people here in Colorado that are capping the price is that they um, – They don't really, I don't think, care about everyday people. They're using, again, power. Let's go back to this. We've talked about this a lot, where you have a good idea. okay, A good idea is to try to make sure that we have insulin that is affordable. Right? Good idea. But then what happens is the radical activists take that good idea, and they roll it in to power and force. Right, right.
2: right. I mean, I agree with the cat, but I don't agree with the slippery slope down to somehow it's going to be free for everybody or something one day, which is, I think, probably a goal. Ah, you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Somebody has to pay for it.
2: I know, and it'll be us. Somebody somewhere has to. I do free with air quotes.
1: Okay, there you go. So, you know what, let's go to break. Before we do that, though, I just wanted to let you know, we've got something very exciting. Hooters is getting ready for their summer seafood specials, and uh, they're going going to have, they have, um, hold on, I got all this information here. I thought I had it open. There we go. I got it. And uh, so what they have, here we go. It says, crazy good seafood, ice cold beer options, and Hooters is the place to be this summer. In this new campaign, they're going to be uh, trying their seaworthy seafood, snow crab legs, buffalo shrimp, and fish tacos. And, of course, ice cold beer in the summer is just great. It's a great time to go and watch watch the Rockies at Hooters restaurants. They have all kinds of TVs there. Or you can always pick all this up. You can bring it home, or you can have it delivered right to your front door. So if you want more information... Go to HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americhicks. And I'm going to head over there and get some of those snow crab legs. I think those are going to be pretty good. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Nina Robbins, who is with the, the volunteers that are, have this fabulous organic plant sale out in Sedalia for their Sedalia Museum. So we'll be right back.
0: All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com.
3: Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the Americhicks at Waters Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And coming soon, Vino and Veritas in Northern Colorado. Know why you believe what you believe and be able to have conversations with friends, family, and colleagues. Kim Munson with the Americhicks would like to thank qualified listeners, veterans listening to veterans, brought to you by Dan Brooke and Cheryl Tootin in Centennial. In Castle Rock, Kim would like to thank Colorado Customs Services, promotional products, embroidery, engraving, and more. Thank you for sponsoring this fascinating study of the U.S. Constitution. Sign up today at Americhicks.com. Hey, welcome
1: back to the Marriage it's with Kim Munson where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me my friend Nina Robbins uh, have a little conversation about what you're going to be doing this weekend. Hey, Nina, welcome.
4: <laughs> Good morning and thank you.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, you, you and your volunteers have been busy this winter, haven't you?
4: Oh, yes. Yes, the main part of the planting starts around April 1st, but um, those of us who uh, start herbs and things, it starts more in February and March. So, so yes, it's been a long growing se- season to get these plants ready for this sale.
1: Okay, and the sale is Saturday and Sunday out in Sedalia at the firehouse,
4: right? Yes, um, the firehouse and the museum are actually on the same property, and so the firehouse training room um, is right next door to the museum, so we use the space in the training room to keep the plants and uh, and then we 're spe- spreading out into the yard and there 'll be activity in the museum as well. Um, tours will be available for people to go on and um, and the museum has uh, gardens as well it's actually it 's the Sedalia C- museum and gardens so um, there are plants in the garden for people to look at as
1: well. Well, and it's supposed to be a beautiful, both Saturday and Sunday, highs oh, of I 73 know. and 76, so your weather committee's done a good job too. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm so glad to see
4: the sun this
1: morning. That That's for sure. So Now, you have over 3,500. It's not just tomato plants, then. You have herbs and other things as well. We do
4: herbs and vegetables that people have started, and a lot of our local uh, gardeners have dug up Perennials from their own gardens, and so they have those out too. Um, and we have some pumpkins, and um, uh, I hope lots of herbs this year because we usually sell out of those pretty quickly.
1: Okay, and so it starts at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. It's 10 to Actually,
4: 2. Actually, it's 9. Oh, is it 9? Nine? 9 to 2. 9 to yes. 2
1: on Saturday morning, and then what's the time on Sunday?
4: Sunday, it's from 10 until 12.
1: Okay. Now, Nina, the last few years, you have, um, or I've gotten uh, some of the tomato plants, and last year my tomato plants were like Jack and the Beanstalk. I could (laughs) not believe how wonderful they were, and so I'm really excited about the tomato plants that I have for this year.
4: Well, good. And tomatoes are actually known to be a vine, so that's what happens to many of them. They they continue to grow, Uh, and. uh, and so, uh, some of them uh, will reach
5: six, eight feet
1: tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine did. I, I I had to go out and get some more poles for them. So, so anyway, it's a, you know it's such a great taste of Americana. And as we're talking about Memorial Day, uh, you know, it's uh, you could actually go by Fort Logan on your way out to Sedalia, and just you know just. Tip your hat to these men and women that have given their last full measure of devotion for our country. You know, they stepped up when their country asked them. And so be sure and reflect on that. And then again, what a great fun time to get out to the, the Sedalia uh, Firehouse for this uh, fabulous sale. And and do you have, I think you said you had 23 volunteers that have been, uh, uh, you, you probably have plants all over your house right now, but that uh, started these plants back in the uh, winter.
4: Right. Yes. Um, we have... Um I think there might be about twenty six volunteers uh from our community that step up and are interested in starting plants for us uh to sell at the sale. It's the only way that we really are able to make um <clears throat> a decent amount of money. Um Sedalia is unincorporated and so we don't we are unable to get funds from the community. So we're dependent on um donations and our plant
1: sale. i tell you talk about free market instead of looking to government government you guys step up and you're raising money for your your firehouse and your uh, museum out there so thank you so much nina robbins and that again is nine to two tomorrow and yes. and ten to noon on sunday out at the sedalia firehouse so nina thanks so much thank you Okay, and uh, we'll start in on these headlines. Patty has put together some really important information for you, and we'll get through as much as we can right now. The first is is uh, probably number one is the Equal Pay for Equal Act, Work Act becomes law in Colorado. Uh, it puts state enforcement behind the Federal Equity Pay Act, and, and that was passed in 1963. But this new law gives direct authority to an individual to sue an employer over discrimination complaints based on gender. Currently, the state investigates complaints and enforces existing law, which support, which supporters of the new law said offered virtually no protections or guarantees. The law also requires more transparency on pay and job openings, while preventing an employer from asking about a person's pay history.
2: What? Did you hear Kamala Harris said that, something similar? She said when she becomes president, she was going to start a committee that's going to go around investigating the gender pay gap. And for every 1% difference between men and women doing the same job, <coughs> uh, the, every, 1% difference, uh, then the, that company will get paid or fined 1% of their total daily income.
1: Oh, my gosh. I had not heard that. Did yet. you? Hear?
2: And I was like, I couldn't even... Does she not know that, first off, business owners vote. Secondly, the gender pay gap has been debunked several times.
1: Well, let me finish this, and let's talk a little bit more about that then. Because uh, it says the law also requires more, I mentioned that, Republicans argued that the equal pay law would only burden small businesses with unnecessary litigation. True, true that. Small businesses are not equal to large businesses, not even close, said Representative Lori Sane from Decono. Uh, small businesses don't have the luxury of legal departments. The private right of action contained in this bill c- could bankrupt a small business. Even those found not to have, having violated the law, will be forced to spend thousands of dollars defending themselves in time and money. Ultimately, I think, Dave, this is going to hurt women in the workforce. Uh, many times women will give up pay uh, and because they want flexibility you know, because they have children. This actually takes away uh, that ability to be able to negotiate with their their employer regarding maybe time off in lieu of additional pay. And the other thing that I think that you'll start to see is employers will be more reticent to hire women because of this.
2: Well, I think it's going to hurt a lot of different people because I'm the same way. Actually, uh, it's not just women that give up a little bit of money so that they can have family time. I'm actually one of the men that do that. I know not all men do. But I also know that there's a trend of people paying women slightly more to, like, offset this gender pay gap. And I've been telling people for years, I would love the gender pay gap. I think women should get paid 300% more than men. That way I'll just stay at home.
1: <laughs> I hadn't thought about <laughs> that either.
2: But- uh, no, but seriously, uh, I mean, uh, it's not just women that give up Time at work for time with the family, many men do it, but then if you look over you know overall nobody 's getting paid less for the same exact job for the same amount of hours it 's just not happening
1: well, and if it is, if in fact you could have a man and a woman do the exact same job and you could pay her less, I mean a good businessman or woman is going to say well i 'm going to hire the women yeah, because there'd be no
2: men in the workforce there'd be
1: so. no men in the workforce, so once again. This is something that the far left, they put out this problem. You know, does it, does it seem like it sounds fair that people should be paid the same for the same work they do? Yeah. But how about you let people negotiate that? And that's one other thing. If you start to have all this transparency on pay, uh, I think that's actually going to put downward pressure on wages as well. Um, because, um, you know, I, I think that that should be a private thing between uh, an individual and their employer on what the, their pay is. So, um, you know, we're talking about, we'll go to the next thing. and that, No, let's go to number three, and that is the Green New Deal. Colorado is implementing the new Green Deal right here. And Congressman Doug Lamborn, uh, it says, uh, this is in complete Colorado, lambast the Green New Deal. He said, uh, posting on Twitter in response to a February Fox News report, Colorado Congressman Doug Lamborn on Tuesday wrote, the $93 trillion Green New Deal pushed by House Democrats would devastate our economy and eliminate millions of family-supporting jobs. Now, he's talking on the federal level, but, my friends, it is happening right here in Colorado. And in his statement, he says the Green New Deal, which should be called a nightmare, will cost families in Colorado over $65,000 per year. And offers only negligible benefits. This proposal calls for the elimination of planes, gasoline-powered cars, and affordable electricity. How do you like that? He said, it is nothing more than a socialist scheme. And going back to our quote earlier today, socialism is force. This is all about freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, he said, the report came up with the cost of six proposals based on broad goals of the Green New Deal, which is a 10-year transition to an exclusively low-carbon energy electricity grid, which isn't possible. Enough high-speed rail transit available that air travel becomes unnecessary. That's going to make it really difficult for Steve to get back from his vacation, if, uh, since he's uh, going to have to figure out how to get it across an ocean. Uh, guaranteeing union jobs with family-sustaining wage, adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations, and retirement security to all people in the United States. Who's going to pay for it? Universal health care. Who's going to pay for it? Guaranteed housing for every American. Who's going to pay for it? And you know what? I'd rather choose my house than have the government choose my house. And then lastly, food security for every person in the United States. Once again, I'd like to choose my food. And You know, again, I think that these are all just um, red herrings on this. So we're going to go to break. I'm getting my blood pressure going. So I need to talk. I need to talk to Jason McBride. Jason McBride, how are you doing this morning?
0: Are you looking for me to soothe and calm you?
1: (laughs) Yes. How's those markets doing? Let's talk about some different things here, though. The markets have had another um, rather tough day yesterday, right?
0: Yeah, well, the markets might not uh, be soothing and calming right now either. Uh, Yeah, they did have another tough day yesterday. Uh, You know, still kind of worried about the China trade uh, as far as the charts, which, you know, I like to look at. Uh, the NASDAQ did undercut the recent lows. The S&P held above it by just a little bit, but that still looks pretty rough as well. And then yesterday we had a pretty big spike in volume on the sell-off, too, which uh, added some oomph to it.
1: Okay, but Jason, even with the headlines and making it sound like we've got a disaster the last uh, couple of weeks, not much damage has occurred to the indexes, Right
0: you're right kim not so far the s&p still only about four and a half percent off of its highs Uh, as you pointed out if you've been listening to the, you know the talking heads, you would think that we've been slaughtered but we haven't but as i mentioned yesterday a lot of times kim the individual stocks especially the high flyers are gonna correct two to two and a half times as much as what the general indexes do. Uh, so if they go up faster that means often they're gonna go down faster too.
1: Okay well Jason you started bringing up the appearances of several what you call distribution days over the last few weeks and how they can be an early a warning, uh, warning signal.
0: Yeah and I think it's real helpful to have an awareness of things like that. Anything you can do to get ahead of the crowd is going to help. You don't want to be trying to uh, sell when everybody else is. That's how you end up getting blown out at the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, th- and that makes a lot of sense. And uh, what you said yesterday, how the media says it's a correction when the market is down 10% from the high, seems pretty basic and probably not too helpful
0: yeah i would agree by the time they do everyone the favor of notifying us that there's now <laughs> officially a correction you know most people are already pretty painfully aware of it uh,
1: that's true so what uh, what you say people should do today
0: well i think a couple of simple things you can do when the markets kinda uh, iffy like this one is just be real careful uh... if you're putting new cash to work uh, if you if you can't resist bargain hunting just pick away a little bit at a time. Don't put in the whole chunk and something that you think, boy, that looks cheap compared to last month, uh, because it might get cheaper. So, little bit at a time. Uh, two, I would actually consider raising some cash here. And what I always say, Kim, is work from the top and the bottom towards the middle. And what I mean by that is look at your holdings. You know, you probably have a few that have done really well. You might have a few that are kind of clunkers and, you know, some in-betweeners as far as performance. So maybe you sell off, you know, one of your clunkers, and but on the other side, then, take some profits on one of your winners, too, and that way you're building a little bit of dry powder. but don't just sell the winners and keep the losers. You know, it's easy to take a gain. It, mentally, it's hard to take a loss, but you don't want to do that. You know, I like to say if you're going to go and pick a flower, then pull a weed at the same time.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea. And, you know, last week you had mentioned, especially for those people around retirement age, when the markets are high, that can be a good time to take a chunk of that risk money off the table and sock it away in a safe place that will produce steady income later. And that sounds much smarter than waiting around until after a big drop happens.
0: Yeah, that's so true, Kim. You know, it's just human nature not to not want to sell when things are good or at the high. But then when the small drop worsens, and if you're still kind of in full boat, well the next thing that leads to the thinking you're going well i wish i would have sold a few weeks ago when it was at the high uh... you know and then it goes down and then oh, i wish i would have just sold last week and you end up waiting for a bounce and never happens and that's how you just end up holding on and go down 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 you know there's only one group of people who always sell right at the high and that's the liars.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I knew you, you were going to say that. <laughs>
0: but it's so true. And and if you really think about it, it's silly to ever expect that you're going to sell right at the high, isn't it? I mean, you likely you're not going to be inclined to take defensive action or want to sell until you saw at least some kind of trouble. So by the very theory of operation here, you're always going to miss the exact top but if you take some small actions uh, pretty quickly when you start seeing signs of trouble, uh, I think it could really make a big difference over
1: time. Well, for sure. And uh, you, you and, and your colleagues over at Presidential Wealth Management, you know, really can sit down and talk with people and talk through these different strategies. And uh, so and check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And uh, there's podcasts there. Uh, what's your podcast going to be for this week?
0: What did we talk about? Yeah. Oh, you know, we talked about yesterday, Bruce and I had a discussion about how fun it is uh, to settle in a state when, there's, uh, uh, when you have to do some probating.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet that's pretty fun, huh? So, yeah, if you want to avoid those kinds of conversations, be sure and check out at chickspresidential.com. And, Jason, wishing you and your family a very... A happy Memorial Day. I know that you've said that your father-in-law is a Vietnam vet. And, yep. you know, uh, I think that it's important that we all sit, you know, stop for a moment and reflect and say thank you to these people that have been willing to put their lives on the line.
0: Hey, I don't think we would be what we are today as a country without what they gave. And let's not forget what they continue uh, to give, even if we're not in a full blast war of these, uh, our, our current uh,
1: military. Uh,
0: yeah, military is doing important work. You know, Kim, I've always kind of said, uh, I kind of think there's only one group of people in our country that should get any kind of special treatment, um, and that's our, that's our veterans.
1: I agree with you on that. So, Jason McBride, uh, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.
0: Sounds great. Have a good show, Kim. Okay,
1: thanks so much. We're going to go to break, and I think we're going to be talking with Jim Lewis. Uh, We, uh, Yep, okay, we're good on that, and we'll be talking about mental health. Uh, You will not want to miss
5: this conversation, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. You
3: want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult him at americhicks.com
5: social media is important to the americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends for those of you who enjoy listening to the show we'd love to hear what's on your radar follow us and talk to us at americhicks twitter and facebook pages also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com.
0: You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on AmeriChicks.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me my friend, Jim Lewis. He's a licensed professional counselor with Southwest Counseling Associates. And whenever we have something really tragic happen, uh, as a society, we clamor for about mental health. And so last month, had Jim on to talk about this, or it was shortly after, I guess, the STEM school shootings, and this is an important conversation to have. Jim Lewis, welcome.
6: Oh, good morning, Kim. It's really good to be with you.
1: Great to be with you as well. And before we jump in, and I want to also say this at the end, I, uh, first of all, are you taking any new clients, or are you full right now?
6: No, I'm, I have room for a couple in the next two or three weeks.
1: Okay. And yeah. uh, so how can people uh, reach out to you?
6: Uh, SEA's <clears throat> phone number is three zero three seven three zero one seven one seven, and I'm at voicemail two two four.
1: Okay, very good. Because uh, you've been in this business for a long time, and yeah. uh, uh, you know if you if if any of you have someone that that is in need of some um, mental health counseling, uh, Jim Lewis is the person to talk to about that. So let's jump in here, Jim. After the STEM school shooting. You and I had a conversation, so very quickly, let's recap uh, the answers that you had for these first two questions. Uh, and, it, and when I asked you the question about what is mental health, and you said, you know what, nobody has ever asked me that. I was thinking, you know, we clamor for mental health, but we haven't even defined what it is. So what is mental health?
6: Well, <clears throat> this is my way of outlining it. It's not exhaustive, but I think it's a pretty good representation. So uh, three qualities of mind security, responsibility and flexibility. And then I uh, broke those out into subsets. So security involves attunement, and that's the ability to know and be known, to in order to in other words to be able to see what's inside another person and allow them to see what's inside of you. And more and more research shows that that actually shapes the brain of a child. So that ability is very important to anybody's mental health. Another part of security is empathy, to be able to sense what the other person is experiencing and care about it. And much of what's written about domestic violence as well as other kinds of uh, harmful crimes is an absence of the ability to do that, to look inside the other person and picture what they're experiencing. And then third is confidence, the ability to uh, reach out and affect the world around you because you know you have a secure base with somebody that knows you and cares. Responsibility is the ability to is the awareness that you're accountable to somebody, you answer to somebody, not because they can force you to, but because you admire and honor them. And then the second part is honor itself. So we're driven by our own code of what is good. And we are more dedicated to that than pleasing ourselves. And then finally, purpose is a part of responsibility because there is, a, there is a big end to whatever we do. There is an ultimate goal mm-hmm. versus just scrounging around trying to find some gratification wherever we can find it. Flexibility evol- involves objectivity, the ability to see a thought as a thought and not necessarily assume it's true, and the ability to see a feeling as a feeling as opposed to something that must be or must not be. There is the ability, There is the concept of acceptance. So some things we can't change. And we don't ride and cry and fight with what we can't change. We decide to live well with what we can't change. And, and finally, efficacy. The sense that we really can make a difference in our world and we don't have to do desperate things or we don't have to retreat in despair. Whatever situation we're in, we can choose to take helpful action in that situation. So that's my overview of mental health.
1: Wow. Okay. That is really important. What what can be done to build a foundation for good mental
4: health?
6: So last time we were talking about three areas, families, churches, and communities. And so families are, I think, the richest area where we can build all three of those qualities, security, responsibility, and flexibility. Uh, So it involves families taking time with each other, parents taking time to instill in their children a sense of honor and purpose rather than just controlling their behavior so they're not so annoying. So that's an example of what, uh, what families can do, Christian or otherwise.
1: Okay, what if, just a quick question. What if somebody it doesn't have a good family life?
6: Yeah, and so in that case, then you really need to find a community, and churches, I think, are the richest source of community I know. In fact, I tell clients who aren't even Christians or not religious in any sense, you cannot really find a better community than a church, because there's people there who purposely build their lives around caring for other people. So that's an option. If church isn't your thing, then there are other ways to find community, but community is absolutely essential.
1: okay, okay, let's go ahead then into go going into some of these other questions here. Um, you know what I think dave let's go to let's go to break early because this next question is a big one, and uh, let's instead of getting into it and going to break, let's go to break first, and then we'll come back with Jim Lewis.
3: Award winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with RE-MAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516.
2: Come join the 88 Drive In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person, and children under 12 are free. Friday, May 24th through Thursday, May 30th, features will include Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Aladdin and the hustle and remember our popular monday through thursday pizza special get one 12 inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall cool 16 ounce sodas all for only 12 bucks plus now you can top it all off with our new sweet crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate for more information go to our facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net you get more out of life when you go out to a movie
1: Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and sign up for our emails and check out StandForColorado.com as well. We are rolling out the uh, videos of the speakers at, at our Stanford-Colorado rally. On the line with me is Jim Lewis. He is a licensed professional counselor with Southwest Counseling Associates. That phone number is 303-730-1717. Again, 303-730-1717. And Jim's extension is 224. Again, uh, 224. Uh, Jim Lewis, uh, these are big questions that we are talking about here. Yep. And, and the next one that we have is uh, you know when something tragic happens like the stem school shooting you hear this cry for mental health you have politicians say we're going to put more money towards mental health mental health however if there's no foundation to build and support good mental health I think we're just twisting in the wind I, I think right. that there's been a, a movement to to uh, you know the question is are you depressed I mean I think that we're asking our kids are you depressed I know that Many times, new moms, uh, when they're going in for their postpartum checkups, they're Are you depressed? There seems to be this kind of support in a way for being depressed. What's your thoughts?
6: So you're you're saying there's a lot of talk about depression, but is it really there? Is it really real? Is that the
1: question? Well, I, I actually think that there are in in mental health that there are people that are are instead of helping people get out of depression that they're maybe making people think that they're depressed, that maybe aren't really depressed. Is that a possibility? Okay.
6: okay. There's always that possibility of misdiagnosis. But I think the problem with that reasoning is has more problems than that because I work with a lot of depressed people, and they don't hurt other people because they're depressed. I, and I can't say exhaustively why does one depressed person hurt others whereas other depressed persons don't hurt others. But I'll tell you, a big part of it is the environment in which that depressed person has grown up, the the environment in which they surround themselves. Because again, a a sense of purpose, a sense of honor, a sense of values will keep a depressed person from hurting someone else. And so it's, it doesn't really work to talk about we have to eliminate depression or we have to somehow treat depressed people in an environment where the left is teaching people that you have to fight to get what you deserve because you are entitled and in some way or another you are a victim and you must fight injustice. And so, or there's so much collective thinking that the individual gets lost. And you probably know this better than I do. Who was it that said when the government gets bigger, the person gets smaller? Uh, and, and so, yeah.
1: yeah. So, For sure it was, I think, Dennis Prager, but I, I'm sure it was somebody before that, too. So Yeah,
6: he's fond of saying that, and I love to hear him talk about that principle. But when somebody feels like they don't matter and nobody else matters either, then all— all it means when you're killing a bunch of people is I finally made a mark on this world. That's all there is to it. So that's more than depression. That's a depravity of soul.
1: Okay. And when you're talking about though a depressed person, depending on you know how they surround themselves, I mean, there's many good families, quote unquote, good families that that have children that they they've struggled with, and, and so part of that I think ends up how. You know, kids can get into, quote-unquote, the wrong crowd, right?
6: Yes, absolutely, yeah. And I sure wouldn't want to make it sound as if when a person does something violent that mom and dad are to blame for that. I would never suggest that. I'm I'm thinking more on on a macro scale, that the very people that are screaming for mental health are creating an environment where people lose their values and even their own sense of having a soul, and so, therefore, that creates an environment where vi- violence is much more thinkable.
1: Okay, and, and many times these people are also clamoring for tax dollars for "quote unquote" mental health. And yeah. um, and as we as I'm learning, there's there it, it, across the spectrum that I'm seeing, Jim. Uh, we can take things that we think are important, good mental health, or. Um, you know, vaccinations for kids or clean air, clean water. And what the radical left has then done is they've used these things that we think are good ideas to actually put through, you know, programs that, that funds their agendas, uh, power, force. And that's where we have this real fight here in America about um, the narrative on, on these different things. But let's stay here then on, uh, on mental health. So what would you say is different in our culture now? I remember growing up in Western Kansas, and I had classmates that had guns, you know, in the rack of their, their the, in the window of their pickup because they were going to go out and hunt after right. school. And nobody brought guns to school and shot their fellow students. What has changed?
6: Yeah, I, I have been thinking about that for a couple of weeks now. One of the things I thought is that in some ways we've changed, but there is still a lot of those people like that. The, the most dangerous thing they'd ever do with a gun is shoot a gopher. Like my, my brother-in-law, he, he works on a ranch and he shoots prairie dogs So because they dig holes and cows step at it and break their legs. Mm-hmm. There are still a lot of people like that, and we have to keep our minds on that. But at the same time, I think what has changed, uh, I hate to be too simplistic, but I think it's the influence of the left. It's the influence of secular humanistic thinking that's built around, I've got to get mine. I've got to right this wrong against me because I am a victim, and whatever I do to unvictimize myself is justified. I think that kind of nihilism is what has changed most.
1: Okay. One other thing, and that is, what about the Ritalin and these other drugs that we are uh, you know they what started probably about 30 years ago or so right. regarding kids you know in class what's <clears throat> your thoughts about that
6: some kids really do need medical treatment for ADHD but as in any other thing uh, our society gets hold of an explanation for things they don't like and they just run with it so that notion of kids having ADHD can very well be abused, and it has been. The main thing I would say about that is if your child is acting in ways that are disturbing to you, find somebody who really knows kids and really understands diagnoses to talk to that kid. If you get somebody that says, yeah, I work with kids too, but they don't really know How to distinguish ADHD from a personality style or something else, or 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 even just simply anxiety, you can very well give a kid the wrong kind of things. Okay, so and not. I'm sorry, Kim. I, I just wanted to touch on I think what you were thinking about, and that is schools really push this idea of medicating a young boy into being a little girl. That's that's truly disturbing.
1: Well, and that, that and to that point is uh, little boys and little girls are different. And um, sometimes recess is one of the things that can help little boys then sit through class. Right. And, and you, but there's been the assault on you can't play dodgeball. You can't, uh, you can't wrestle. You can't do the things that little boys like to do. And if they like to do that then instead of letting them go out and and run off some steam at recess, we've been sedating little boys. And I've been really, really concerned about that. Now, just uh, the question I wanted to ask is, do you work with children or do you have colleagues that work with children, again, over at Southwest Counseling Associates that parents could could reach out to?
6: I I would say option B. I, I never really learned to work with kids. Uh, we have people at SCA that specialize that, in that, and they're just brilliant. That's one of the things I'm most proud of about SCA is the expertise with kids. I tell my colleagues that work with kids, I'm just so dazzled with it, what you do. Okay, so- I'm talking to the kids in the hall, and... It's just a beautiful thing to behold.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're going to be getting out, running out of time again, so we're going to have yeah. to have you again next month. But that phone number for Jim is 303-730-1717. That's 303-730-1717, extension 224. And growing up, being a parent, being a child can be difficult. And so if you'd like some good mental health help, uh call Jim over there and he can get you in touch with somebody that is really good in that. So
6: here's, here's an idea too, Ken. Okay. If, if somebody calls SCA and instead of my if you want someone to work with your child, call extension two twenty at SCA. That's our intake coordinator. He knows who's available and who has what specialties.
1: Okay, great. Okay. That's extension yeah. two twenty. Okay, very good. Yes. Um I have these other questions. So, Jim, first of all, I've got to ask you back again. How about this last question uh, for right now is, how does the Christian worldview empower good mental health among both our young men and young women? Oh, boy. I know. We only You're, have two minutes, and we'll, we'll have a cliffhanger for your next, <laughs> next month.
6: <laughs> you know, let me tell you this. Uh, Every single one of those categories that I use to describe mental health, the scriptures are full of how God meets those needs, God builds those qualities, and how Christian or Christian-influenced society builds those qualities. It's just rich. So the idea of security, Romans 8, is a passage that tells us that nothing can separate us from God's love, and in all things we are more than conquerors. that sound like security?
1: Sounds like security.
6: <laughs>
1: How about responsibility? Yeah, sure. What would you say on that?
6: Uh, <clears throat> well, for starters, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us believers that We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, not to decide whether or not we'll be condemned, but to have our works weighed. Is this gold or was that wasted? And there is a promise of a blessing and reward and honor if we have acted in a responsible way with purpose. And so for us who believe in Christ, we look forward to presenting our whole lifetime of work and and hearing, well done, good and faithful servant.
1: Jim Lewis, to that point, because we're out of time, but as I'm reflecting on um, the World War II veterans, all of our veterans, there is this, uh, this sense of um, security that uh, if they give their life up, that there is something bigger out there and this responsibility and this duty and this purpose. And uh, that is one of the reasons why I think that they've called the World War II generation the greatest generation. However, I actually think that we have greatness in each of our generations. So, Jim Lewis, thank you so much. And I'd love to get you scheduled for next month for another uh, talk about mental health. How's that sound?
6: Oh, that would be just wonderful.
1: Okay, very good. And our quote for today is from Henry Hazlitt. Uh, he was a lone voice of economic sanity in the United States after World War II. He wrote for Newsweek, and he wrote "Economics in One Easy Lesson," again a book everybody should read. He said, "When each of us is free to work out his or own economic destiny within the framework of the market economy, the institution of private property, and the general rule of law, we will all improve our economic condition much faster than when we are ordered around by bureaucrats." So today, read great books, think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you. God bless America. And thank you to the men and women who have stood for freedom for each and every one of us.